Welcome to a well of being. Eastside living on my beast, free guide. I could probably start a ride with the topic of discussion, and I love to incite the repercussions. Ah, my blood is rushing from the energy I'm pumping, and I don't got the clip, but believe I'm still cunning. I'm a wild and free half team machine. Best believe I stir it up with this controversy. I'm a wild and free half team machine. Best believe I stir it up with this controversy. I'm a Peace and blessings, tribe. It's your boy, Mr. Wild and Free, back with another episode of A Well of Being, a podcast that provides a space to dive deep on all things spiritual, metaphysical, philosophical, technological, and existential from the perspective of yours truly. It's a well, not the well, because there's absolutely more than one way to be well, and of course, a well has depth to it. There's so many ways to be in this life, and as we seek to find balance and duality, I want you to know it's okay to define for yourself what it means to live life well. Let's get into it. On this episode, we will be addressing the very real threat of a polarized society fueled by envy, resentment, and misinformation. We'll also be talking about two important sources that have helped open my eyes up to these very real circumstances. That is The Coddling of the American Mind by Jonathan Haidt and Greg Lukianoff and a documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. (sighs) Well, it has always been my purpose to create friction in the minds of others. Now it's an important time for me to do so in a way that is encouraging positive change and meaningful self-reflection This won't be an easy conversation to have. This won't be easy information for you to digest. And I reckon that it's important that it's not easy. It's meaningful because of the difficulty and the controversy that you will feel because of this conversation. Our society has been polarized and pushed into the extremes from a high level of intolerance for the perspective of the other side. We have been pushed into hypersensitivity. And this is actually a a topic of conversation I've addressed before on the podcast with my brothers Titan and Lee as we know them, as well as my good friend Casey Budd. Uh, Go back and check out Melanated Lenses and our conversation on hypersensitivity and desensitization and all of that. However, this is a very real situation that we have to face because there is this huge unwillingness to hear the other side. And The Coddling of the American Mind is an excellent book because it addresses this unwillingness 
and this hypersensitivity by the small, seemingly pleasant and seemingly righteous steps that are being taken amongst college campuses and elsewhere that unfortunately we're protecting too much. We are we are coddling the psyches of our youth in such a way that it's making them hypersensitive. If you've ever realized that the ways in which we grow and we develop as human beings, it's through adversity, it's through confrontation, it's through pain, right? Imagine if I told you you can go to the gym and work out but experience no pain. That's a fallacy. That is a lie. There is no way that you can grow and develop without something that is inflicting some type of pain or confrontation against you, right? That's just the way that this world works. And it is unfortunate to see it happening, but the youth have been coddled so much and our generation has been coddled so much that we are now hypersensitive. We don't want to hear anything that is against our well-being. And that is meaningful. I get that, right? But we are so quick to throw out the terms like trauma and, oh, like, that's a triggering thing, right? Every single thing about any conversation that should be had ends up being this triggering thing. And now everyone is on hush mouth. Everyone feels so tied by this perspective that it doesn't allow us to have meaningful discourse. And I I think the overall problem is that we've created a society in which we neglected the weeds, right? It's not the people per se, but the actions that have turned habit that we find disgraceful, right? And we've, we found ourselves preoccupied by this shiny object called social media that worsened the growth of these weeds and allowed them to take over our yard. This may sound a bit counterintuitive to my original point, but it's not. You have to see that coddling minds and, and these negative, seemingly shiny, good, benevolent traits, right? Like we have to protect them and protect ourselves from confrontation. We, we've started to conflate and to synthesize the very real traumas, legitimate traumas like blunt force traumas or post-traumatic stress disorder, right? Like those type of extreme severe traumas. And we started to marry those with the simplest of quote unquote traumas, right? Like, oh, my parents got divorced. Anything regarding relationships is traumatic, (laughs) right? Like, and, and I'm saying this from a personal experience, right? Like my, my, legitimate parents got divorced. And now there is this desire from most of us to just conflate that with, oh, you've experienced trauma. And oh, like, there are things to be sensitive about. Oh, don't talk about that. That's a sensitive subject. Or starting to put cushioning and caution signs up in order to try and protect ourselves from whatever dangers that may lie on the other side of that. And and I feel like that is the wrong way to go about it. I genuinely feel like the the information that I've picked up from this book, The Coddling of the American Mind, has really opened my eyes to the dangers of that. We start to lock down the freedom of speech. We start to 
vilify people that meant no harm. Like in the book, it talks about a circumstance on a college campus where the teachers had nothing but good intention, right? Like, and and at the same time, their statements were flipped against them and weaponized to the point where it drove them out of the university. They literally had to resign because the students were so riled up by seeing what it was that they wanted to see out of the message that they gave, right? Nothing about the situation helped, unfortunately, even though the teacher was trying to, out of respect, address the student and position themselves with compassion. (sighs) I think there's a huge issue, even with the the word choice (laughs) that I use, right? Tribe and things of that nature. If you've ever heard of the book Tribes by Seth Godin, it's a brilliant look at the tribalism that is ingrained within our DNA and, you know, our ancestry and how we formulate and govern ourselves accordingly through tribalism. However, that is actually becoming problematic in more ways than one because we are seeing that tribalism empowered and fueled by social media now creating aggressive and encouraged groups of people exacerbated or fueled by their companions, reinforcing their negative actions and habits, allowing themselves to feel righteous in their stance, which possibly they could be, right? But if pushed to the extremes, they have now lost sight of something that is intrinsically important to our experience here, which is the joint humanity, right? And you can replace them and there with us and our, if you please, right? Because I don't think any of us are exempt from being caught in this feedback loop. You know, you can look at the the conversations that happen between the extremes of veganism and those who are omnivores or carnivores. You can look at Democrats and Republicans or even Libertarians feminists or the red pill movement and the anti-feminist movements, socialism and communism versus capitalism, black lives matter and all lives matter. You start to look at these conversations and you start to see the extremes and you see many people intolerant and hypersensitive and unwilling to have legitimate conversations and listen to the other side's perspective without feeling like they're being attacked or without feeling like they need to go on the defensive. I genuinely feel like regardless of what side of the spectrum you sit on, try this. Go research what the other side is talking about. Earlier, I brought up The Social Dilemma, which is a documentary on Netflix and I think it's an incredibly important documentary to to watch in this day and age, especially because of the bifurcation, like that separation of our society and the extreme volatility that we see amongst the people nowadays, because it is outrageously fueled by social media and the tribalism that is fueled in this day and age. I encourage you 
if you're a vegan, right, go look at, you know, what carnivores and omnivores are talking about. I'm 100% sure you're not going to like it. But look through it anyway, right, and just see what the perspective is. I know you have your stance, and I know you feel 100% justified to be there, right? I would say even most especially, like, look a little bit closer at those who were vegan at some point, right, and then went back to carnivore, omnivore, right, and what their perspective was. It's the hardest thing you'll probably ever do, right, is is looking at that type of information and having some sense of understanding. (laughs) If you're a Democrat, right, if you're a liberal, go and look at what the conservatives are talking about. Like, genuinely see it from that perspective, not from a place of judgment, right? But just to genuinely unbias yourself, right? Just to see what is being said. Not from a place of, oh, see, I knew it. Or, oh, nah, like, I'm intolerant to this. Just genuinely listen for the humanity. If you're a feminist, right? Go look at some red pill content. Go look at what the anti-feminist movement is talking about, right? Incredibly hard. I'm I'm not even sure if y'all will be able to pull that one off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, seriously, like, look into it. It's going to be very polarizing for you and a difficult, difficult thing for you to find the humanity in what these other people are talking about. And yet I think it is the most important thing that you can do. If you are anti-capitalist, right? If you're all for this socialist movement and, you know, socialism as a derivative of communism, it's basically the same thing. If you're for socialism and communism and against capitalism, right? Go look at the Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Go listen to the story of Yeonmi Park who's a defector from North Korea, who has come from a socialist communist regime to America and living in a capitalist society now. If you're Black Lives Matter, look into All Lives Matter without judgment, without vilifying, without demonizing the other side. Now, and I'm not, I'm not telling you all to go look into this to purposely say, oh, no, you have to have the other perspective. That's not what I'm trying to do here. There are certain things that your way of life may simply never be able to condone. Like for myself, right, for instance, like cuties, <laughs> And pedophilia, right, being slowly blended into society as an acceptable sexual preference. And that is what it is, right? Like, that's just something I don't think I will ever feel comfortable with or condone or want to see the other perspective on, right? I just, it's just something that I know. Like, for me, that is that that space where it's like I can't even begin thinking about stepping on the other side of that perspective. And yet, 
while our perspectives on these things may never change, the goal is not to force you, actually. It's not to force your thoughts and opinions to, to change over to these other sides at all, but to plead for a willingness to have greater understanding in general so that you are able to state your claim from one human to the other. Humanity is what we're missing in these times. Regardless of how different our opinions from one to another may be, if we go on to treat each other without some sense of humanity, we will only fuel the other side's desire to be extreme in their pursuits. I think compassion and understanding are quite different, so let me just say that there, right? I believe that two debaters must understand one another before they can properly offer counterpoints to the discussion, right? Meaningful counterpoints that actually help to enlighten each party involved or those who are looking on for meaningful discourse. While I do think compassion should be an ingredient amidst all of this, I think the first step is just getting to a point of understanding, right? Understanding this person's perspective with a sense of humanity and without judgment and without overwhelming extremist bias that is causing you to vilify, condemn, and demonize them as a person, as a living human being on this planet, right? Like, that is the issue that I think we are being faced with now. When, when we stop seeing the humanity within one another, we become the demons ourselves, regardless of which perspective that we take on. I think the scariest thing is being on one side and feeling justified there and then witnessing the the horrors of the extremes from that side from that perspective case in point i've been vegan for about five years now and at first i was super gung-ho about it super excited wanting to share my perspective with everyone and then i realized that's not my job to do right like it's i cannot make a horse drink you know like you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink type of thing it enlightened me to the concept of planting seeds in fertile soil right i do not go out of my way to try and convince someone who does not even have the willingness to hear and see from my own perspective and i go out of my way to try and hear and see from others perspective right so I have understanding and I actually have compassion for those who don't live the lifestyle that I do however that is not the case for many other vegans that I've come across and I was actually very disheartened and saddened by comments that I have seen from many vegans which are sacrificing their humanity for the sake of their new values where you see things like a poacher was impaled to death by an elephant, right, that he sought to poach and to kill. And then you see vegans retweeting or championing that and saying, good, serves him right, he deserved to die. Whoa. Whoa. 
that is extreme. And you're sacrificing your humanity to uphold that type of perspective. Do I condone poaching? No. But does that mean that I have to feel so strongly in my beliefs that I feel that this other human being deserved to die? Sensibility exists not within the extremes, but much closer to balance. You cannot express yourself to be well-balanced if you do not have the willingness to see it and hear it from the other side without getting defensive. Genuinely dig deeper beyond the surface level knowledge that you have obtained. Start searching for different things on your social media and watch how the truths you once clung to, based on what you were being fed, now changes to suit a new perspective. The documentary, The Social Dilemma, will show you how real that is, how the information that we consume on social media, be it Facebook or Instagram or YouTube, it's an echo chamber of confirmation bias, right? Like it, it only feeds us that which aligns with the things we're already searching for. So the truths that I may know are different than the truth someone else may know because all of the information that's being fed to them is only there to confirm their suspicions. These algorithms are not designed to feed us counterpoints. The algorithms are not there to decipher truth. We have been inundated with overwhelming extremist opinion and pitted against one another. In some ways, it does make me fearful, but I don't want to stay in a state of fear. I'm going to do what I can to to help change that narrative. It's important to recognize that it's a rabbit hole whichever way you go. You can take a perspective on the right, and that is a whole rabbit hole in and of itself that you can get lost in. And then you may find yourself trying to balance yourself, to change your perspective just a little bit and see it from the other side, right? So you may say, well, let me just take a quick dive over to the left and see what's happening there. And you'll realize that's a rabbit hole in and of itself as well. It's like being pulled from quicksand into a tar pit. Whichever direction you go, whichever extreme you reorient yourself to, right? It will have its pitfalls. Again, it's not about being in the extremes. It's not about going 100% to either side. It's about balance. The closer we are to balance, the closer we are to God, I believe, right? But again, that's another <laughs> duality that many can argue over. Theism versus atheism. <sighs> this has been a, a heavy topic of conversation and I encourage you all to take a step on the other side just to see what happens. Change your algorithms just a little bit. See what's, 
See what news starts to get fed to you. Try that as an experiment. Go watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Or, or I don't know, pirate it and do something else because we're, we're basically boycotting <laughs> Netflix right now because of the cuties show or documentary or whatever the heck it is. I haven't even tried to watch it. But again, see, that's just me and my perspective on one side of the spectrum. And there are others who are condoning it and championing it and, and wanting to see it flourish. This is just a fact of our reality, of this being here, down here in this human experience. We will continue to experience duality and the ebb and flow of this type of energy. I don't even know if it's about picking sides. Go read The Coddling of the American Mind or listen to it, you know, as an audiobook. Go watch the interview with Yanmi Park. Look into the Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. I'll have links in the show notes for these things for you all. Before I go, I do have a question. In what ways do you feel you might have possibly contributed to the intolerance and extremes of those that see the world differently than you do? If you're digging the podcast and enjoying these deep dives, it would mean the world to me if you subscribed to get updates on every episode by sending an email directly to well at bcast.email. That's well with three L's at bcast.email. If you would like to keep up with the podcast on IG, you can find us at a well of being. And my main IG is at MRWildENFree. We also have a page on LinkedIn as well. So look us up there. And most especially before I go, I'm speaking into existence for you, the listener. Understanding. Compassion. Willingness. Tolerance, balance, broadening perspective, sensibility, and most especially, humanity. Well, that's all for now. We may pick back up on a similar topic next time. Until then. Ah, well, it's Mr. Wild and Free. Yeah. And I'm just trying to keep my head in water. And I'm just trying to keep my 
They only want your money when you don't got it. They give you luxury for free when you got money. Ain't that a trip? Cause I'd love to afford it. But they never stick around when you on your knees. That's why we beg for head in return. Cause bitches green. They only like you if you make a whole lot of money. Or at least that's how the media portrays it to be. Cause I've met quite a fine bunch of little ladies. And I'm just trying to keep my head warm. And take my time to perfect my craft and make your last impression forever a favor. Fulfill my endeavors. There's no reason to debate on what we can surpass. That's why we found the floating zone until we hit the end zone. No Michael Vick, but these dirty birds dance over dog bones. And I'm just trying to save two birds from a rolling stone. Not too many hats, but the league is where I call my home. I'm trying to find a dedicated wifey that stays in the dome. One that don't mind when I stay in my zone. Designing for the love of art and help me get up and go. Just spit some old bars with me like rigmarole. Sure, you can whip my snap, but you're giving it back High five and be alright, keep your feelings intact I would stay, but then someone here might get attached And if you let me, girl, I'll fall out the sky and crash Yeah, so make the most of the night and make the memories last Yeah, and I'm just trying to keep my head water Yeah, I'm just trying to keep my head water And I'm just trying to keep my They only open fire when you look like us They be right there in the streets Trying to wipe us clean Like look what happened to the vote in Cincinnati It's hardly on y'all screens And they call what's on y'all screens Reality TV And y'all wonder why I'm timid on these tally streets I feel it in my heart The fear is trying to follow me I sought the bliss of ignorance Man, I can't even deal with it Cause fear came back around And introduced the name Hakeem I met my youth on a flight delay from J.H. A rising soccer star with dreams of going very far From the same hometown of the great Marley And earned a full scholarship for his athletics And no, his hair wasn't locked But yet I kinda dreaded hearing where his connected flight was headed Right to the University of Cincinnati And I just gotta pray for peace And silence and the peace that just keeps the reaper coming Hearing the percussion might give me a concussion Adrenaline is rushing when I hear that doo-doo bust Sure, I can say a lot, but what's really the cost? Be a father or a martyr, the media lost I would like to be a prophet, but my soul is lost So I just pray, cause reality is born from thoughts <laughs> Yeah and I just gotta keep my head, keep water, keep my head, keep water, keep water. Yeah, I just gotta keep my head, keep water, keep my head, keep my head, Yeah, and I just gotta keep my head, keep water, keep my head, keep my head, And I just gotta keep my head. Keep my head high and my blessings to the sky Praying for a better time, looking for a peace of mind Gratitude and no other reflection written in my journal Cause the thoughts that I put out are what I get in return Better lessons I've learned, isolated and yearned For the love of all people, all colors, all creeds All fathers, all mothers, all sisters, all brothers All lovers, all peace, prosperity indelibly Look, all I'm asking is that Wherever we are individually, in our conscious state of mind, it's time to take it up. And then, and then, yeah, and I just gotta keep my head above water. Yeah, I just gotta keep my head above water.
And I just gotta keep my head up the water And I'm just out here trying to keep my head up the water You know, I mean Because it wasn't until recently That he really started saying it